0: Back with you for another episode. And, you know, I'm one of those guys that I like trying zigging and zagging and doing different things and trying to add different things to this show. One thing that from the very beginning of the show, one of the first conceptions in my brain was going through set by set all the cards and different sets from the vintage era. Now, I consider the vintage era to be from 48 to 1980. Different people have different definitions of what they call vintage because I call pre war pre war. That's a that's an era of cardboard. And then you have kind of the vintage era. And I I like to think of it in eras and you have the junk wax era and then you have the modern era. You know, you can come up with whatever uh, vernacular you want to describe each era era, but there are distinct eras of cardboard. And the set I'm going to discuss today it was groundbreaking in a whole lot of ways. And it's a set that I've loved for a really long time. It's the 48 49 Leaf set. My dad always told me, you know, you can't uh, know everything, but you better darn well know people who do <laughs> and surround yourself with smarter people than you. And I am so blessed in this hobby to be surrounded by so many great friends that have Infinite knowledge, different knowledge than I different knowledge base than I do. I love learning from them. I love talking to them about sports cards. And the truth is, they're all pretty great people too. And that is definitely true of my guests today. I'm going to bring them on right now. My good friend and yours, Dave Blue Jacket66. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the show. I am so happy to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, you are one of my favorite people and I'll tell you now that you're here and I can tell you to your face ish sort of <laughs> but uh you're one of the people that I have the most respect for in this hobby. There's there's a few people out there that that fit that category for me and yeah, you just are you can be snarky and I love that. You can be but you're also very humble and you're very knowledgeable and you're willing to share that and you're you just you love this hobby in a, in a way that I don't see in many people and I respect that tremendously. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. I think, I think that you say that because you see in me uh, exactly what you just said. Uh, uh, I'm entrenched in this hobby and have been it's, it's personal to me and I have deep respect for it. Uh, I am not in it for the short term. I'm already probably in it way longer than I should have been. And, uh, it just means everything to me. And the important thing to me is I pass that along so that it it, it just one person could uh, embrace this hobby the way I have, and what it means to me, it'd be all worthwhile for sure.
0: Well, I think you've influenced a lot of people. Um, no question. It, well, I'm one. So there you go. you've <laughs> you've done it to one, and that's me. Uh, so, and, and I know many others that you've had that same influence on. I know Dave, this is one of your favorite sets of all time. You have a lot of respect for this set. Tell me what 48 leaf, 49 Bowman or 48, 49 leaf means to you. Well, this is
1: how I would f- sum this up. And Mike, that is the last time out of your mouth I want the year 1948 and leave to come out of your mouth because after this podcast, you nor anyone else will ever say that again, as we will show definitively, this is a 1949 set. But that being said, let's just say, imagine coming out of the uh, World War II era with a bunch of uh, no major really releases since the 41 play balls and certainly nothing color. We just had the 48 Bowman, sure. Let's be honest, it's a little bit drab, but still it's a great baseball set. We're coming out, here we have a color set. But not only that, it is filled with everything that the best crime novel is filled with. It's filled with mystique, intrigue, mystery, lust, uh, legendary figures, and it comes with a mystery that would not be solved for 20 years after its release. And some mysteries such as, is it 48, 49? Is it 48? That won't be really put to bed and except in the last 10 years or so. It's a fantastic set. It's a thing to behold.
0: It's cool to me when sets beyond just the cards themselves, but there's a story behind it. I mean, if you know the story behind 52 tops and Cyberger and all of that, It adds so much to the set, and that's true of this set as well, right?
1: I think so, and I thought to myself, what do I want people to come away with? And there's three things I want them to come away with. One is to realize this isn't just another baseball card set. It is an enigma. It's fascinating. Like many vintage and pre-war sets, it's not something that's just released. The story that we're going to tell uh, and the series one, the series two, the skip numbering, it's, it's, just, it's just absolutely uh, fascinating. And I, I think it deserves so much more than just being known as a set. I want people to know that. I want people to never call it anything else except a 49-leaf set. And I want people also uh, to recognize that I'm going to try to give homage and just rewards to these researchers in the 40s and 50s that really uh, discovered this set and what it was all about and put all these mysterious pieces together. And when it took them 20 years to do it.
0: Well, let's get right into that because I know enough about this set to be dangerous. And I'd much rather have you tell me and help me learn some things, help you guys out there listening, watching, learn some things about the history of the set. So just the floor is yours, sir, man, just go and I'll just listen. Okay.
1: First of all, You watch my videos, and you watch how I've said I will call people out. Well, I do not want to overstep my bounds and people to call me out, but I welcome them to if I do misstep or misspeak, because that's what this is all about in learning. I'm not an expert, really, on anything. I know a lot about, I think, uh, 1950s uh, food and beverage cards. But I'm not an expert on this set, but I've been around long enough and read long enough that I know about it. So this set we'll just say it came out. And first we got to ask ourselves, well, when did this come out? PSA says it came out in 1948, it says it right there on their label. Uh, SGC says 1948 slash 49, it says it right there on their label. But the fact of the matter is, I'm gonna state the fact and we're gonna go ahead and show the proof is this set came out in 1949 with the first release probably in March of 1949 and i think a lot of the misunderstanding comes from many cards have a copyright that says 1948 on the back while others say 1949 on the back but very very simply if you read the backs of a majority of these cards they talk about feats and stats of the 1948 season there is no mention of the 1949 season on any of these cards um, for instance, the Bob Feller, I do have to actually have a picture of the back. It talks about one of baseball's most famous Major League all-time, blah, 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 won 19 games last season. Well, folks, he won 19 games in 1948, and the back of this card says last season. Um, every single card, Satchel Page's card, because Satchel Page didn't come up until, what, July of, of 19. Uh, 48, I I think. And, And here he has a card. So all of these cards talk about what they did in the 1948 season. Heck, there's even cards of players that were traded in December of 1948. And these cards, they're in their 1949 team uniform, yet they weren't even traded until December of 48. So you might say, well, maybe some of the cards were released in 48 and 49. Well, that's impossible because... We'll talk about first about the first sheet of these, which is cards one through 75. They um, have both cards that about about 60% of the cards have 1948 copyrights on them. And about, well, the remainder 30% have 1949 copyrights on them. And on the second series, it's about half and half, 1948, 1949. How is it? It's illegal, folks to release a set of cards that has a copyright a year in the future. When's the last time you read a book that said copyright 2031 on it?
0: It's right. illegal.
1: It's impossible. Why they did that? Why we have two copyrights? Uh, I don't know, but the back the story, they're could, all 1949 uh, cards.
0: Could it be that they designed the cards, some of them in late 48 and you know, did the backs and designed them and put them on, and then, yeah, we're not going to change that. It's too much of a pain, and I don't know. I mean, that's that's my only.
1: Yeah, there's there's got to be an explanation for why some of them are copyrighted 48, and 49. But the important thing is, is they're all on the on the sheet. And here I have a picture of an uncut first series 1949 leaf set. Uh, you won't see this very often. Um, I bet not, and I bet it would go for a lot of money. Right. So these were, plus we have to remember that there's, there's probably the biggest spokesman for the early Bowman sets and the most knowledgeable, uh, person is, uh, his name is, uh, uh Ted Zeniticus. I, I think he's in New Jersey. He's probably Pennsylvania, but he remembers collecting these cards. He bought them when he was a kid. He bought them in the spring of 1949. So that's when it all started. Now, from then we can go on with some really interesting things. Do you have any questions about that, Mike? I just want to put it to bed.
0: Just no, I want to look at I'm looking, looking at the base, the cards. Look in
1: Major League Baseball stats. Look at the back of these cards. There is zero proof. There's zero indication that there was ever any release of these in 1948. All the bios talk about the 48 season. Uh and they were you know, they were clearly released in 1949.
0: So I have three cards in the set. I have the Ruth and a PSA one and it says copyright 1949 i have the ted williams and it says copyright 1948 yeah and i have the wagner and it's 1949 so okay. well have- the, Wag- oh.
1: the the wagner and the and the jackie were in the first series and the ted Williams's card number 76 was the first card of the second series um i don't want to belittle it i'm just saying to everybody else research pick a card Read the back of the card, and they will all talk about the 1948 season. Uh, even uh, I think Spawn's card talks about him pitching in that World Series. And that World Series ended mid October. You think they released uh, a set of cards in uh, November of 48? They didn't release baseball cards then. They were smart even back then, where they were releasing cards in the spring and summer. Let the me big read question the back. Is why do we have two copyrights? I don't know.
0: Let me read the back of the Williams card because it's telling, Uh, like you said, card number 76. It says, Ted, the kid Williams. It's a 1948 copyright. One of the greatest hitters of all time won. And this is in 48. He was already being called one of the greatest hitters of all time. Won fourth American League batting title in 1948 with a 369 mark. Captured other SWAT crowns in 1941, 42 and 47. Hit 25 home runs last year. In 1946, won home run championship with 38 round, they called them round toppers. That's funny, instead of round trippers. Uh, has all-time batting average of 351. He was hitting, he had a career batting average at that point of 351. That's insane. So there you go.
1: Well, every back's like that. It's not like a few backs are like that. Every back tells the story of the 1948 season. And again, there's a lot of players that are in uniforms uh, of the 1949 team where they were traded
0: in December of,
1: of 48, just completely impossible. But if nothing else, we know the people that were there. We know the people that opened the packs. So why
0: so, why then, Dave, the resistance of PSA, for example, to label them 1949 Leafs? Why, why I got won't a question
1: they for PSA. I got a big question for PSA. 19, the Leaf premiums. here's the leaf premiums. When PSA labels these, they accurately label them 1949 leaf premiums. Guess what, Mike? These were box toppers in the boxes of leaf bubblegum cards. So why is this a 48? (laughs) Yet you're labeling the cards that this came with. I mean, this is a 49, but why are you labeling the packs or the cards that this came with? Is forty-eight. So they, they just they they're confused, and, and part of this confusion comes because the early researchers on this set were equally confused. They called it nineteen. They thought maybe it was released in nineteen forty-eight. I mean, so um, it became ingrained that way. The Bob Limpy, you know, the big book, vintage, you know, catalog, or the standard catalog, right? Yep. It for it forever said forty-eight forty-nine leaf, but they they've since changed it. To 1949 leaf is if you look in at least i think issues over the last 10 years or so so i think that there's a lot of reason uh, it started off it's such a miss the set is there's not checklist it's such a mystery early researchers called it 48 or maybe 49 they weren't sure and so it just stuck but with so much proof out there why they don't change that is beyond me and, and the irony again is calling a, a 1949 leaf premium a 49 leaf when this it came in the pack of cards, that you're calling forty-eight.
0: Leaf. makes no sense. I agree. Okay, keep going. You're I'm learning a lot. I love it. So, and Matt, so here you are, a kid,
1: or at night I'm getting a kid. I mean, these were thirty-year-old people, uh, forty-year-old people, fifty—all ages collected cards then, Mike, and they were realizing. Uh, all I got card number one. I got to card number eight. I got. I can't put together, what is the set? What is a set of 49 LEAF cards? And it took years for them to discover because these cards were what they called skip numbered. LEAF had this bright idea. They put the set out as a 60, 168 card set, but they never made 168 cards. All in all, they made 98 cards. And so this first sheet it has car, card one is DiMaggio, card three is Ruth, four is Musial, five is uh, Virgil Trucks, eight is Paige, then we skip to 10 is Paul Trout, 11 is Ruth. So they're skipping numbers, and they're doing this. It's We're not sure why they're doing it. Uh, cynical people would say that they're doing it because kids will buy more packs. Because Where's my card number two? I'm buying packs. I'm buying packs. I think that... Uh, Leaf had success with that same trick in their 1948 uh, boxing series is they did the same thing and they sold those packs out the wazoo because people wanted, you know, when you're a collector back then, Mike, they wanted to, they didn't want to collect. I don't, I just want a Ruth and a mantle the way we are. Or some of us are, they wanted the set and it wasn't happening. And so people were writing to each other and that's where our early researchers come about. And I'm going to mention a couple of them. Uh, we, you've heard. everybody's probably heard of Lionel Carter. We could consider him one of the grandfathers uh, of modern or card collecting. And he was a 31-year-old at that time and wrote in a, a periodical called The Sports Fan. There's a Buck Barker who wrote for the Sports Exchange Trading Post. And there's a Walter Carson. So those are just three guys. And what they would do is they would out their periodicals and say they would make with each issue – 48, 49, whatever they called it at the time, leaf cards. Hey, Jimmy Stalin in Oakford, New Hampshire, found a number 33 card. It's blah, blah, blah. And that's how they would checklist this. And it took them, Mike, doing this, because there was skip, it was skipped series, it took them until 1956 to discover, hey, the first sheet is just uh, 49 cards, numbered one through 75, and there is no number two, there is no number nine, etc. And so that's what they would do. And there was no internet; it's very hard to do. Nobody knew what was going on, but by putting typing out, some guy sitting in his attic, you know, on Sunday night while the wife's busy typing out these periodicals and asking questions, send me your send me cards that you have obtained, and that's how they put together. Uh at least series one is that way. And it took them like uh seven years to do that to they figured out this is the set cards one through uh 75, but there's only 49 of them because the sheets were seven by seven. They figured it out, and then the bottom dropped down of things, big bottom drop down, okay, because w- Walter Corson uh discovered hey, there's eight more quote-unquote rare cards. And so then, then they started all over again. And uh, we had another set of researchers. You've heard of Larry Frisch, Rich Egan, Jim Newell. These people through the 50s and 60s started discovering that there was a second sheet. And that's what this is. And that's these are very short-printed and rare. And it took them, Mike... Until 1969, to discover there were not 168 cards, there was uh, 98 cards um, in two series, and just ha- amazing amount of footwork that those guys did to figure that to figure that out. That uh, uh, essentially, uh, the second sheet was probably seriously short printed. I- I've heard that it was really well. The series one was at least nationwide. Series two, that sheet was probably just released in Michigan and uh, I think Wisconsin and Illinois because Bowman came knocking on the door saying, uh, we have right, we have uh, rights to all these players that you're making ball cards of. And uh, I guess threatened with legal action. So they stopped printing and stopped producing the series two. That's why those are uh, quite rare.
0: All right. So I have a question for you. You showed the sheet one a second ago. The central page is card number nine, I think. What card number? Card number eight. Eight. There a is very no short card printed nine. card. But if it's all on the same sheet, I guess I'm trying to understand the printing. If they made the same number of sheets, how would yeah. Yeah. page be short printed?
1: Why is he a short print, but Ruth and DiMaggio exactly, And Jackie. I think what happened and Bowman did this on other sheets as well, is probably some players they would, I mean, Satchel Page was not, I don't think that he was, uh, he, he was a rookie, uh, obviously, but I think he, what he did is he probably did not appear on every sheet. He may have appeared on every other sheet or every third or fourth sheet, and some players got double printed. We don't know this for sure because uh, there's only, there's very, very few leaf. Uncut sheets. So I'm speculating there, but you're right. He is way super short printed or at least available than a lot of these quote unquote short prints in the second series. And it just thought that maybe some of these players that were short printed on the, uh,
0: uh, on the first sheet were uh, uh, not on every sheet. Yeah. But we don't have cards that are designated as double or triple printed, right? and which is certainly possible in fact that would be the only way it would make any sense because if you have a sheet of seven by seven to make a sheet of 49 cards then it would only make sense that they'd have to replace that spot on the sheet with somebody you know a duplicate card that had already been printed and it's yeah, funny it's not
1: like there's a boatload of dick weightfield cards because he was triple printed i don't know what to tell you we know mantle and his 52 mantle we, we know ones were misplaced or whatever whatever and he was double printed but even you know even him being dumped double printed we don't find him to be uh that more accessible than any other uh late series 52 man so i i don't know that's just that's kind of speculation um to be honest with you um
0: but it's i think it's a reasonable conclusion you know we don't know obviously but it, it only makes sense. They wouldn't leave that space on the sheet blank. Right. Oh no, uh, you're,
1: you're right. If, if that's the case, if that's the wide page and boy, if you look at his pop numbers, they are low. They're low. Uh, it, it, the, that's just one explanation is he was probably not printed on every sheet. He was probably printed on every other or every third. And therefore, yes, yeah, some players had to be double printed who they are. We don't know because the numbers on these cards are so low as it is. I, my thought on this set is, I, I you know I have a good 1949 Bowman complete set, and that's cool. If you have a 52 top set, that's impressive. If you have a complete 1949 Leaf set, you're a stud. I mean, a right. big. Stud. I don't. Right. I don't even. I'm not even sure up until the early 80s that there were. I, but maybe a handful of people that had completed that set so so scarce um and there's some fantastic cards and i'll ask you what is your uh favorite card in that set
0: my favorite card oh, that's that's my favorite me, card is probably
1: an, 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 here, let me go some important important uh so some important uh we'll just call them superstars. They're all great players, but here's the fascinating thing about this. When it comes to copywriting, there's 98 cards in the complete series. 60 of them are rookie cards, right? 60. And I thought, why the hell are there 60 rookie cards? And I wondered if it was because maybe these quote unquote rookies, Bowman leaf knew, Hey, they don't have these guys under contract. So we're going to go for them. And yeah, we're going to sneak in, uh, uh, we're gonna sneak in Jackie and Ted Williams and Fawn and some of these others, and you know screw Bowman. Well, Bowman didn't have any of that, but I wonder if they have so many rookies because they're able to maybe sign these that Bowman hadn't got to these guys yet. But uh, here's the imp- the important first series one. We'll, we'll talk about these. Then you tell me your favorites. There's okay. uh, Joe DiMaggio, Ruth, Mutual, Page, Spawn, and Wagner. And the Wagner's interesting too. Why why the hell is Wagner and Ruth in this set? Big question. I, I think that's then, actually uh, a series. Go ahead. The second series is, you know, Williams. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jackie's in this one and then Kiner and, and Feller. Um, so who's your fave? Uh,
0: I well, love the Williams card. Let me
1: ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. Why do you do you like the looks of this set? Yes. Why? But it
0: it, it grew on me. Like at first I didn't like it and it's grown on me over the years just because I love the colors, especially when you hold them in your hand, you know, it's one thing to see a picture of it. It's another thing to hold them in the vibrant colors, the color combinations, the names in the set are attractive. I mean, you've got, like you said, a bunch of superstars in this set, uh, a bunch of great rookie cards in this set. So... I, I wasn't always a fan, but I, I certainly am now.
1: You know, uh, me neither. And, and it's sometimes it's a hard one to love, to
0: be honest with you. So it's got this
1: four color print run and it's it's got these beautiful colors. And that's one of its nuances. Is it's got so many shades of colors uh, that those aren't airs. It's just <laughs> bad printing by leaf. I mean, their quality control was terrible. They're off centered. The registration on them sucks. Uh, a lot of the cards have uh, wrong backs on them or upside down backs and they can be a hot mess. But boy, you get one that's got nice registration and, and it just it blows your mind. And I yeah. completely interrupted you. Just tell me who your favorite is.
0: Well, I'm having a hard time. I'd have to say Jackie is my favorite just because of what that card means to the hobby. Yeah. Um, but I love I love the Williams. I love them usual and I don't even own one. It's funny, the usual though, you're talking about color. I mean, that can be anywhere from like a baby blue all the way to a dark purple, you know, in I terms would love of to trouble. order.
1: I would love to find a centered baby blue.
0: And that, those things would go
1: for a premium because the baby blue, you're right. It just, uh, absolute gorgeous. Yeah. I uh, You know, you, you say the Jackie, but you know, it's got, three very important African-American rookies. It's got the Dobie, Jackie, and Satchel. I mean, that's yes. just monstrous. Yes. They talk about 51 being an iconic set. Are you serious? Big time. I think mine is probably the Williams. It's just, God, that, you know, many of the cards are, are portraits. Some of them are, are catching, but it seems like, like many of them are portraits and many of them are the swing. And that card just, wow. It's it's my favorite Williams card and there's not even a close second.
0: Yeah. It is gorgeous.
1: I, yeah. I picked, I think I picked mine up at the uh my I, I think I may have more than one, but I picked up a, a, my last one that I really liked uh at uh I think the 2000 – was it where where was the last Cleveland? Was that 2019 or 18? 2018. Yeah. So you like the Jackie and what's not like, right?
0: Right. You got your Jackie there. You can show.
1: (laughs) I do. Uh, Cause I don't
0: have a Jackie. Uh.
1: You know, you, you, I got to brag on it because so when I got this, it was in a PSA three and I was like, you are ridiculous. You are absolutely ridiculous. This is not a three. So I sent it back for review and it came at 3.5. What are they going to do? Give me a five. No legitimately, legitimately, this is a, four, I would say. But what I like about it is it's got the bright yellow and uh, it doesn't have any of those printing flaws. Some of them can get kind of dirty, a lot of black print marks and dirty. This is just a clean, crisp card. And yeah, I I tell you what, Mike, I I lucked out. It it is unfortunate that some of these, and I'll say it, iconic cards are becoming uh, out of reach for everyone but like i said before you can find very low-grade copies just be patient you can find a low-grade copy that is somewhere in your wheelhouse and that's what you got to go for well
0: Well, yeah i mean mean, my williams is a one my ruth is a one and my wagner which i bought way before any boom or anything is a four um and it's very well sent it's a beautiful uh psa four but isn't the
1: wagner interesting
0: it it's fascinating because it, it's it's picturing him as an old coach right Coaching pirates and he is on yeah, the pirates that. that's that's true but it's just it's it's weird that he and ruth why not Cobb? why not matthewson why you know i don't know um but why I think, those two I guys think ruth had died
1: relatively recently before the release of this what year
0: did ruth die uh i had to be late 40s but I got, yeah. luckily so I so it's a computer probably I not, but
1: in. you're right I, that's what I wonder what, where are these where did this uh come from where did this place and also what's interesting about that your Wagner card he's throwing a big old jaw in his mouth it they were chewing tobacco and it's tobacco what got him pulled from the T206 set i don't know if there's he didn't probably find a difference between smoking tobacco and chewing tobacco but i presume that that is actually what that is a picture of him is him stuffing some uh, chewing tobacco in
0: yeah, um, Ruth died August 16th, 1948. So, and what Wagner was okay, still alive.
1: So, there you go again. This card was not printed in 1948. The card was yeah. printed in
0: 1949. So, what I find interesting about this set, there's a lot of things I find interesting about the set. One of the biggest ones is the myriad of conditions you find these cards. I mean, there is no set that I've ever seen that has so many variables in condition and cards that i see you know graded or raw doesn't matter you'll see them everything under the sun and not just the corners and the centering and all that but the registration like you said the color differences i mean there's every combination under the sun of condition that you can find 49 leaves in that's all true
1: and they I tell you what, they feel really good in the hand. (laughs) They feel like a baseball card in the hand. Um, But yeah, and I think that's fun. It's That fun thing about vintage is with modern cards, and I don't want to talk about modern cards, but the fact is you pull them out and uh, they are what they are. Uh, But finding vintage cards, you could search. You could want a feller, a a 49-leaf feller and you can spend 2 years and see 100 of them but you haven't quite found that right one yet and they're all different they're all different in their centering and their registration and their bright color and their print effect uh, in their shades of color it's just fantastic i mean do i have a 1949 leaf usual i do not and the reason is is i'm waiting for the <laughs> one they just don't—they don't come up. Don't, if it does come up, I probably will get priced out of it. But I get what you're saying.
0: Well, let me ask you this question: If if we're pretty, if if we're confident that 49 is the year these cards were issued, and you have players like, uh, I'm just thinking, um, guys that were in the 48 Bowman set, Mutual. Uh, let's let's just take Mutual. Is his true rookie card then forty eight Bowman because people consider the forty eight leaf forty nine leaf as a forty eight card and therefore his a uh, 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 another rookie, but the reality is only the forty eight Bowman is his rookie. Spawn is the same way, right? He has a forty eight Bowman and a and a forty nine leaf. Well,
1: Jackie does Jack. Jackie has a, a forty nine Bowman,
0: right? But those are both forty-nine cards. I'm saying the guys that they well, consider their rookie it, card.
1: It, it, it comes down to a, 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 a timeline, and the fact of the matter is, Zelis were released in early spring, of forty-nine. They think March, and the Bowmans a couple months later. So please get. I'm the talking ring. about.
0: I'm talking about forty-eight Bowman, not forty-nine Bowman. Like, mutual see, has you're talking a forty-eight, 48- like
1: Spawn. You want to talk about yeah? Spawn
0: and Mutual are two guys I'm thinking about that have oh, yeah. 48 I don't Bowman consider, cards.
1: I don't, consider, I don't consider those leaf cards, their rookie cards.
0: Okay. A lot of the hobby does, you know, um, what, well, a lot what of the hobby is hobby's wrong. I
1: mean, it's I know
0: I'm I mean, agreeing with you. Like I'm just black and
1: white cards, you know, but, uh, you know, we can argue, argue, you know, Jackie's rookie card. We could say it's bond bread or, you know, or, or sports thrills, which, Came out in 48, but you know, the, yeah, the fact of the matter is, is, uh, uh, Leaf came out a couple months before Bowman in 49, and the whoever's in the 48 Bowman, whether it's uh, Rizzuto or or, or uh, Barra or whatever, that's that's the rookie card. You don't have to like it, I don't, but it is
0: right. Um, anything else about the history or Anything you want to share with me, with us, I should say?
1: Uh, I do find it fascinating uh, that all these legalities and these rights to players that uh, I'm not quite sure when all that began, but certainly Bowman was not happy that Leaf was releasing cards that they had, quote-unquote, under contract. And I don't think any of the players got in trouble for double signing contracts. But uh, Bowman was not happy and it's thought that that is why this, that second series was only released in a couple states and why it was not released heavily is because Bowman came down on Leaf and we didn't hear again from Leaf till what 1960 or so. Uh, but I don't know how these contracts work. I mean, how did uh, uh, swell gum and you, you know that sports thrills black and white I And mean, that came out in 48 and uh, you know Jackie, Presumably was under contract with Bowman then. I mean, I, I don't know, but
0: uh well here, you know, I know contracts
1: are interesting, but it it really came down to you know, Leaf got shut out by Bowman and I guess Topps came along and, and shut down Bowman. Um
0: well that story is told the, the Bowman Topps story and and player contracts and all that is discussed in the great bubblegum card war book. It'd be cool to have somebody write a book about if you could find the information on the Leaf-Bowman war of 49, you know? That would be really fast. Things were probably done
1: shoddily, I guess I would say, back then, wouldn't you think? Uh, yeah. You know, Jackie had contracts at Bond Bread, but I, I think that that had expired. And all those contracts are – I think you – know, I'm not even sure what the players are, were getting paid for this. I tell you what, not much. You hear the story of Ted Williams where, uh, you know, he was – he was uh, under contract with uh, Tops with cyberger and And what happened in, in 1959 is Flair came along and said, Ted, we'll do a whole series of cards with you and we'll pay you uh, 500 bucks. And Ted Williams said, that sounds good to me. And Sal with Tops got all mad and said, I'll pay you a thousand. Next thing you know, there's this bidding war. We're finally uh, Flair won out and paid Ted Williams $5,000 to do that uh, set and tops was pissed off at him. So, Wow. (laughs) these guys had to make their money, but I don't think they made a lot of money, you know?
0: Yeah. The normal contract back then in the early fifties was, uh, like a hundred bucks a year. And you could, if you signed exclusive, you got like $25 more, you know, if you didn't sign with Bowman and or tops, it wasn't huge money, but to them that was, you know, a, a decent little, bonus i guess right like sure you can use a little picture. bit counts yeah yeah for sure yeah. um well man thanks for doing this thanks for going through this uh so many people i think have grown in the vintage world to love this set as it totally makes sense um i mean did do you know anything about the set selling well i mean i wonder why they didn't do a set the next year like why yeah. was it one and done
1: <laughs> it's called the Bowman Gum Company did right. player contracts. Uh, they essentially got shut down as those contracts were exclusive. Um, gotcha. That is a shame. I, I assume, I don't know why I would assume this, but like we talked about at the beginning, it's first color set to come out in almost 10 years. Uh, and it was nationally distributed, whatever that means, in, in 1949. So I would imagine it was a freaking big deal, and Leaf knew it. And then they pulled the, their uh, skipped numbering to draw even more people in. Um, but as far as hey, how many cards did they actually put out? Who, who knows? They're not common, right? And I, I just I hope after all of this, that someone next time they see a forty-nine Leaf will give it a thought. Think about the history. Think back. Maybe go back to this this archive. Uh, 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 podcast here and and give that set another look because even for a common player and they just uh they're, they're beautiful they really are beautiful cards
0: yeah it's definitely one of those sets having one in your collection is awesome and yeah. find a player you like find you know i still want a dimaggio i need a jackie i need a i need a new or really the new or forget about it
1: um yeah those are, they, it's one of the scarcer cards and I can't remember why
0: um he was the second series you know um really hard to find and really yeah. expensive so um well Dave thanks for doing this and I appreciate all dropping all your knowledge and and sharing with all of us all of this information about 49 leaf and I will not call it 48 leaf anymore thanks to promise
1: you promise me Try, promise me the listening people just just don't do it. You'll you'll sound you'll sound so much more sophisticated. <laughs> Just call it forty nine Just call it. Yeah, 49.
0: and everybody else, oh, it's forty eight. No, yeah. Have you listened well, to my podcast? PS, let day?
1: PSA be wrong. Let SGC be wrong.
0: Research it yourself.
1: Listen to the big boys out there. The, the old guys that are the big boys, and they'll tell you
0: it's a forty nine leaf. Awesome. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching out there. Give this video a thumbs up. Write a review on, uh, you know, your podcast network, whatever you're listening on. And uh, go watch Dave over at Blue Jacket 66 on YouTube. He drops, drops bombs all the time. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week and keep collecting.